0: Welcome to another episode of Another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland.
1: And this is Dimity uh, out in Denver. I'm uh, kind of reeking of chlorine from my first swim in about um, six months.
0: Oh, you started your official training for the half (laughs) Ironman this week, didn't you, Dimity?
1: I did. I did. And I started out with a bang. Nothing like a good, you know, 2,500 yards in the pool. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a long way to go. I mean, that was broken up into sets, but...
0: Oh, yeah. oh, you know, start with it's a splash kind of like getting uh-huh. back
1: on a bike because I know how to swim, but it's not like getting on a bike because my body doesn't, you know, because really you, can, you can't
0: sit down when you're doing it. That's the difference.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can lay down, but it's not the same as uh, reclining on a bed or a couch. Yeah, yeah, and even like the breathing, I was like, oh my gosh, like I used to be able to, you know, easily breathe like every third. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, come on, get to that right arm again, get to that right arm again. Like, we'll, we'll, get you know. a, we'll get you a
0: snorkel. That would be a really good lift for you, Demity.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, when I um, when I got the bulging disc um, diagnosis a couple years ago. The, the bulging like, disc
0: like, diagnosis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the doctor, I was like, well, should I be swimming? He goes, well, it's better if you get a snorkel. And I'm like, okay. Um, but you know, they do, I mean, you know, Amelia swims with a pretty, uh, like, as we've said before, she swims with a a very fast team, um, which she's not on the fast part, but I mean, those like college kids and older kids, I mean, they use snorkels all the time. Really? Like real snorkels. Like they're not, they're not, um, yeah. I mean to keep their, I don't know what it is about positioning or what it is, but yeah, they, they do sets with snorkels a lot. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So there you learned something, but, but, um, we have a great Q and a coming up. Um, but I wanted to start by, mm-hmm. um, asking you a question. Oh, uh-huh. Um, so as I was preparing the questions for this, pulling them off our Facebook page where we asked for them at run like a mother, the book, mm-hmm. um, my friend, uh, I am me, um, mm-hmm. or would uh, yeah, send and, you a uh, Facebook message, uh, uh-huh. send me a Facebook message. Usually I'm kind of like I, I take those as like oh you're coming into my space don't bug me right now but she's like I've got a topic for you Ooh. and I was like what and so she and my um, other friend I won't I won't name them although if, if you live in my neighborhood you'll know who they are but they ran the Colorado Marathon mm-hmm. this weekend mm-hmm. uh, blazing fast ran three thirty nine. Um mm. to qualify for Boston, both of them. That's a so funny, and, I uh,
0: I sent one of them a message and asked them if they qualified and she kinda downplayed the whole thing. She was like, Oh, we had a good race.
1: Like and I was yeah. like, Oh,
0: that's too bad she didn't qualify for Boston, total poser. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's great.
1: No, 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 that's not oh, that's not who you're thinking. It's not oh. Amanda.
0: Oh, okay. That's, okay. That's,
1: yeah. No, it wasn't Amanda. It was my, well they don't know. Catherine and Becky. Uh-huh. Catherine and Becky. Okay. But, okay. So Catherine sends me um uh, this Facebook message. She really had to go. Mm. Number two, at mile twenty-two. Mm. I see where you're going with this. And what could you? Do, what would you do in that situation? So she. So so Catherine. I mean, here's the here's the. Here's the background. Becky was the one that really wanted to qualify. Catherine could have gone either way. Catherine's younger, so she had to run under 340. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky had to run under 345. So they were definitely going to get in for Becky, and that's what Catherine was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up running, you know, like I said, 339. They came in 20 seconds um, faster than 340. So Catherine can run Boston. I think she's not that interested in doing it. Um,
0: she also might get shut out of the lottery, given the way that the rolling lottery
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but it was for Becky. So Becky's got a great shot because she has six minutes coming in at her age group. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but so you're at mile 22, you're trying to support your friend to get her across the finish line as fast as you can. And your body is not cooperating. And, and so what would you do, Sarah, would you stop and use the bathroom? So she's
0: saying was her concern that it would come out before the end of the race, whether she sat on a toilet or not.
1: Well yes, yeah, she said walking didn't give her she said walking wouldn't have given me any relief. Basically she needed a bathroom and she said it was all she could do, like Her total focus was on
0: constricting her sphincter, her
1: sphincter (laughs) yes, nice and tight, so that (laughs) she didn't, you know. She said she would have had a Dumb and Dumber moment, which you might know. I don't know. um, Oh, Jonah, chime
0: in. Did Dumb and Dumber did they did they crap themselves or what? I don't know. Where's Jack when you need him? My gosh, he knows the total. You know, uh, Farley Brothers ouvre. so, but I mean, I don't, I really don't think she had a choice. I mean, maybe I'm not being hardcore enough. Maybe I'm not being Julie Moss enough, but um, to throw yeah. in another illusion, but uh, sh- well, I would have encouraged my friend to go on. Well, how about yeah. this? Since Catherine's the quote unquote faster one anyway, I think she could have ducked into a porta potty you know, emptied the chute and then caught up with Becky.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but you're mile 22. You just want to be done, though. But that's still, what, like at least, you know, 32 minutes of running or so. But she, she that's also, still a she, long way to go.
0: Could, because the only other choice, if it was really that bad, her other choice was to crap her pants. And that would yes. make those 32 minutes, like, incredibly unpleasant.
1: right? I know. I know. Well, she didn't. She made it. She said she <gasps> had a oh little accident, but it wasn't so bad. But oh, she uh-huh. she's, yeah. she's uh, s- stayed. My guess is that she's probably tossed the shorts. <laughs> that is my guess um skid marks uh that's a little food for thought um so uh so that that's that question yeah I think I I probably would have stopped I don't know because you know I mean I just said and she said you know do you know why it happened and I said I I don't but I my guess is that it was just your effort and you know your intensity and the distance I mean your body was just really in overdrive and she didn't poop before the race Mm -hmm. which is you know Mm -hmm. and she said and she said she knew that was going to be a red flag she said she. she's she, she told Becky that it, she knew it was going to be a problem. So
0: yeah, that gosh, but my hat is off to her to still qualify for Boston. Even when she totally like was putting a lot of effort into, you know, squeezing her cheeks together. I mean, come yes, on,
1: exactly, exactly. I mean, we've all been there, right. Where you're just like, get me there, get me there. And hopefully, you know, I mean, you're within five minutes of the end of your run or a toilet, you know, and and who knows? I mean, I'm sure they had a friendly porta-potty. neighbor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or a ditch, whatever. Um, but yeah, so so um so our like like we said we're gonna do a question and answer right. today. Oh, um,
0: and all this talk of Boston reminds me we were supposed to talk about my Boston experience, but now I sound really conceited reminding <laughs> of you of that
1: on <laughs> <Okay>. the radio. <laughs> but what you should do is sprinkle stuff in, Sarah. Oh, along okay.
0: The way. I'll just. And
1: why, and that um, reminds me, at mile eighteen. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So um so like the first one, mm-hmm. Molly asks um to race with or without headphones thoughts. I mean, that's her two sentence question.
0: Well, let me tell you at Boston, I ran with, I ran with music and, you know, I think people debate this a lot. And I, you know, I think the, um, you know, that the USATF, um, governing body of races, right. That's who said it said, you know, a couple years ago came down and said, Oh, no headphones in races. And they they uh, so then that dictum went out and but they backed off of that and almost all races backed off of that rule so they can strongly except for the hood coast relay which does still ban headphones and they'll dq your team if the, somebody on the team is caught wearing headphones most races just quote unquote strongly discourage runners from wearing them but they don't um, you know disallow them although some races I I know I'm rambling but some races will yeah. um, if they say they don't allow them and then if you are to win the race, you would not, you would be disqualified from winning. But um, you know, let's, you had that
1: extra motivation. You had Beyonce pumping you up, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but um, but you know. I, I, I'm I'm going out on limb here, but I'm thinking that rule that that concern doesn't you know apply to a ton of the people listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, it does to me. That's why I don't wear music actually. Right, I'm like, so, right. my 10 minute miles are going to win this race. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the, yeah. So you were, but you you don't race without music ever except for if you're doing hood to coast or something where they don't allow it right that is
0: correct and i debated that before boston i thought oh you know i'll look like a poser i'll look like i'm not a real runner because i'm wearing music at boston and but then i asked a friend of mine who i consider a real runner it's this uh, so woman sarah and she, and i thought oh she's gonna talk me out of wearing headphones she's like oh hell yeah, I wore music. There was no way I was doing it without music. I'm like, oh, that makes me feel so much better. So I did a special playlist, which is on our site, anothermotherrunner.com. And it's on your Ping account, anothermotherrunner.com on Ping. It's it's not on our site yet, actually. Oops. Okay, (laughs) it will be. But it will be today. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And by the time people listen to it, it'll be on there. And so, yeah, I mean, I just... Uh you know, particularly if you train with music, you should race with music. It's the same, you know, like you should, pr- it's what you've done in training that you should, you're accustomed to, and thus you should race with it.
1: Whether well, see, see, I, my, my thing is no, I mean, I train with it sometimes I haven't lately, but I do, but I really like to not use music in a race. And I mm-hmm. think, um, I just think, well, I often say it's a party for our, you know, tribe, mm-hmm. um, runners and I like interacting with other people, but I also think, you know, that there's just there's just something really nice about the quiet and hearing the cheering and hearing the footsteps and hearing other people's breathing. And I mean, I feel like music kind of takes you in your own little world. And mm-hmm. that's fine if that's where you need to go. But it's like, then why are you racing? You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, that's I, that sounds a little harsh. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like but it's I think I,
0: I think it also has to do with whether you're intrinsically motivated or externally motivated. And, you know, it just really gets me going. And I can still, I mean, you know, I still talk to people during a race. I can still hear people cheering. I can't quite hear people breathing so much, but you know, that yeah. uh, that's fine by me. But you know, I still experience a race. It's not like I'm, you know, blaring it or anything like yeah, that. And
1: yeah. no, I, I know that. I mean, I've talked to you during a race while you're wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is like either I'm, I'm all in or I'm all out, you know, mm-hmm. like either I'm blittering my music or I'm not listening to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, cause it's too much, like because I remember where I wore I made that country music playlist, which is on our um, <laughs> on our another mother running a red site I wore that I made that and mm-hmm. I wore it in Nashville mm-hmm. and I finished and I just felt like sensory overload like there were signs there were people darting in and around me there were people cheering and then I had all this music in my ears and it was you know it's a little I'm definitely more sensitive like mm-hmm. kind of a sensitive constitution so um so I think you just kind of sort to of Molly, to answer your question you have to I mean, think about what we just said and then just see what feels right to you. I mean, you can always – the thing about it is you can always carry it with you and, you know, even have your headphones in and not turn it on. And then if you feel like you need it, I know a lot of people who, you know, might run the first half of the race without it and then flip it on when they need some of that motivation you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, that that's a—that's kind of a nice split it down the mi- middle answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so,
0: yeah. So then next up – Uh, is from alicia and um she says i want to sign up for another marathon but my husband does not love the time commitment that comes with it does it work to split up an occasional longer runner into two shorter runs in one day not all the time but once in a while which god can you imagine that the husband not being supportive of a wife doing a marathon I've just never heard of such a thing.
1: Um, Maybe not even at
0: your own house, right? right? Where I'm debating how to break the news to Jack that that if we get to go speak at the Twin Cities Marathon, that I'm going to run it. Um, Jack, are you listening? Um, so, or did you read the blog today? Um, so yes, it it has studies have shown Alicia that um, you can break longer runs into two shorter run quote unquote shorter runs because if you do the distance in kind of a dimity, is it a 24 hour time frame that it counts as one run or what is the, Yeah, I
1: mean, I would do it in the morning and at night, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and the good news is that that second run, you're running on tired, more tired legs. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's a good, um, way to teach your body to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and you already, you already have it, Alicia, I guess is how you would probably say her name. Um, you know, don't do it all the time because you do have to teach your body. If you do want to, you know, run a marathon that you have to go 17 miles straight once in a while, you know, but if you want, you know, but if you do say a 17 miler and then your next weekend, your run is say 13 or 14, you can definitely go like, you know, six or seven, you know, break it up in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you could probably do that a couple of times during your marathon training and not pay oh, yeah. the price oh, yeah, and hopefully that... keep your husband happy. Right.
0: Right. Right. And, but I don't, to me that, I don't know. I just, I would never do that one because my motivation Then I'm, I like having it be, you know, run and done, but also the whole, the showering thing and the whole new out, you know, getting other clothes dirty. Oh, it just, yeah, yeah um, and, but I would say mainly it's the psychological
1: thing of, Oh, I gotta go running again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, a couple of triathlon, like some of my triathlon training days have two workouts, but it's always something else. So, mm. you know, it's like, a run and then a swim or swim and then yoga or whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. So that I don't mind that so much because it feels like it's a new, a new slice of cake, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do that. Um, okay. So Jana um, finished her first 10 K in March. Woo-hoo! Love, love when people finish the distance for the first time and she's planned to join another running group in July to train for my first half. How many miles a week should I be running to maintain between training plans and how long should my long run be? And, um, and we get this question so much and it's, it's kind of a hard one to answer. I mean, not this exact question, but what should I do in between races to Mm -hmm. maintain? Mm -hmm. And, um, and part of me, me, you know, me being the one who's like, when I race, I want to be done for a while. I don't want to like go head out and have another 25 mile week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I say, take some time off, you know, do some easy runs, cross train you know, don't put the pressure on yourself to get in X amount of miles every day, um, or every week I should say. Um, but that's me, you know, so, so, you know, my thing is if I finished a run and I'm going to start a training plan in July to go for a half marathon, I would ask, you know, that coach maybe how, where, how, like what my base mileage should be Mm -hmm. for week one. And then I would just stay there. (laughs) You know, I mean, if I was already there, you know, say she says, you know, I would love it if you're running, you know, consistently 15 to 20 miles a week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, between now and July, I would run consistently 15 to 20 miles a week.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what would would you do? Um, Well, I, I would agree with that. I think, I mean, I think to have a maintenance for a half marathon, I mean, I think kind of 18 to 25 miles total per week with a long run being, you know, seven or eight. Um, I think that would, that would do you well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, um, uh, right now post Boston marathon, I'm enjoying not being on a training plan and I guess I don't worry about where I want to be for my next, um, race. Just, I mean, um, because I don't, you know, it's not like I just suddenly stop running or something like that. So, I mean, I would obviously uh, suggest to Yana that she not do that. And you and I disagree about how to pronounce everybody's name. Yana. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Jana. I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> so, um, uh, but I, I mean, I, I always like kind of maintaining... Even between a half marathon or a marathon, I like maintaining a, a longish run on the weekends if for no other reason than to get out of the house for a little while. <laughs>
1: um, sure.
0: So, sure.
1: For, yeah, I've heard of plenty of people that what go like seven or eight miles on their long run.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I mean,
1: I think, you know, for me, a 60 to 70-minute run is a nice long run mm-hmm. um, for in-between. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a, a very easy answer to this. And our next question is – um, proving the point that we get asked this a lot is, Jessica, what's a good maintenance plan between races? Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, pick your next race, um, see what your, you know, see what that minimum, mile or your next training plan, mm-hmm. see what that minimum mileage is for week one and hover around in there. So that way, I mean, the biggest thing, you know, you don't want to start, you don't want to head into a training plan feeling burnt out on running, on the verge of injury or injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's really, I mean, if I had to, look at how i would approach time between races is to keep myself healthy and happy and i mean fresh. that's really uh-huh. And, and fresh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that, I actually I know.
0: I know a book that gives these sort of these um, kind of what your baseline should be going into a race, into a training plan, or kind of what you should be able to do before you embark on that training plan. It's this fabulous book called "Train Like a Mother," oh, and I've I, never heard of it. Mm-hmm, it has a really bright orange cover with a very pretty drawing of a mother and a skirt on the cover, and <laughs> um, and we, I mean, so we before for each training plan, we say what what you know, distance, lay out long the, run. It's the,
1: it's the prereqs, the prereqs mm, of the what you should be able to do. Prereqs. So, exactly. Yes. Uh, so that's, so that's, that's, that's
0: the simple answer. Yana, Jessica, <laughs> anyone out Yana, there.
1: Yana, it's J-A-N-A. <laughs> so if someone wants to pipe in either on Twitter or our Facebook page on how to pronounce that correctly, we apologize, especially somebody who gets her name butchered as Dimitri all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so here's an easy one, an easy name, Kathy. I know how to say Kathy. Um, <laughs> How do I decide if I should try another marathon? I've run two. My first wasn't bad and my second was a terrible experience. I'm torn between I don't need to prove anything and I want to see if I can do better.
0: Oh, I just talked to a mother runner in person yesterday who was saying the same thing that she after her last marathon she's like, "You know what? I think I'm done with that distance. Like, what do I need to prove anymore?" Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think the audience could all raise their hands if they guess what my answer would be, which is <laughs> do another Hope marathon <laughs> <laughs> yep. my one well, of my great philosophies in life is end on a high note so mm-hmm. um I mean I actually I had such a here I can do it again I had such a great time at Boston that mm-hmm. I during the race I thought maybe this is it maybe I should just go out on Boston this will be my last marathon and since then I've changed my mind it
1: was but so funny because we, I talked to you after Boston you were like I'm done with marathons. I am so done with marathons. You were tired. You were hot. You know, you were all that. And literally like two, maybe two hours later, I see a tweet from you like talking about doing the Paris Marathon. Oh, my God. Just give her a fame and give her a shot, lady. It's
0: a a woman's prerogative to change her mind.
1: Yes, exactly. So so yeah, so you would do one. Um, I, I like that idea of going out on a high note, ending on a race that you feel really good about personally. Um, but you know, I've done two marathons. They were both fine. I did one wasn't terrible and one wasn't great. They were just both. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Know. Could you come up with more mediocre type adjectives? <laughs> one, one wasn't uh, so bad and one was pretty okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they were. I mean, that's, I mean, cause to me it was like getting across the finish line, you know? And yes, I, I mean, obviously I felt very ecstatic and happy that I was done, but it was mostly happy to be done. Um, mm-hmm. and I just know for me personally, it's the training that just wears me down. And mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, so that's what I would take a look at, Kathy, is if you have it in you to, mm-hmm. you know, train for, you know, 14 to 18 weeks of pretty intense training and getting in all those long runs. Because mm-hmm. um, really, you know, the, any race is a victory lap. So the marathon, you know, could go great and it could go poorly, but you've got to train well, to, to have the chance for it to go great. So, um, you always, kind of you
0: always circle back with really good advice, Timothy, like you are good at boiling it down to like the one I'm, I'm impressed. I'm glad I got, <laughs> I'm glad my cart is, you know, tethered to you, to you.
1: <laughs> and do an orange book. Yeah. All right. Well, so here's another Kathy. Um, she wants to know what running gear is worth the splurge. Shoes, obviously, but what about sports bras or socks or shorts? Um, running gets a lot of hype about being inexpensive versus a gym, which is true. We always talk it up, but all that cool stuff in the running store can really add up. Um, what's worth the extra money? I think that's a great question because it does. I mean, I was just in uh, the Colorado running company last night looking around like, I want that and I want that and I want that. And I'm like wow, Dimity, that's like $300 just in clothes, you know, <laughs> like that's, a, that's, you know, a couple months of gym membership right there. So, um, so what, I mean, my, my thing is I always say the two most important things for mother runner is a great sports bra mm-hmm. and the right pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a couple questions about shoes and, um, and I chose not to include them because what's right for my shoes is not right for my feet is not right for your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, qualified, you know, shoe, go to a running store, sh- running store and get your shoes fit. But I mean, a sports bar is definitely worth a splurge, right?
0: Most definitely. I mean, there's, and, and you, and for you and I to be saying that with our small jugs, I mean, so yeah. that so, <laughs> <laughs> imagine, just imagine if you could for a moment, yeah. Timothy, what it would be like to have large breasts and then try to run with those large breasts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the 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 fabrics, the construction, the science behind a well-engineered sports bra is really unparalleled and can mean the difference between coming back from a run feeling happy and you know, not screaming in the shower because you're chafed beyond all belief. And, you know, I mean, the the alternative just is kind of scary. And I mean, t- time and time again, I'm out there see women going, ba-bong, 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 ba-bong down the oh, street. Absolutely. It's like, honey, get a good bra.
1: Yeah, and and they do last. I mean, if you, you know, take care of them, meaning – you know, you you button it up or you know snap it up or whatever you need to do before you put it in the in the um in the washing machine or if you get a lingerie bag. Do you ever mm-hmm. use lingerie bags?
0: You know, that sounds like it's such like- a personal question, Jimmy. <laughs> um, you know, um, we, uh, our friend Julie one time gave me a lingerie bag, and I know exactly where it is in my home, and it's nowhere <laughs> near my washing machine.
1: <laughs> exactly. I have a couple of them from various sources, you know, and I'm just like, oh, it's another step. Like, forget that. <laughs> That. Right. Um but anyway and then hang dry your bra you know mm-hmm. don't put it in the um in the dryer mm-hmm. uh that's a great i mean we'd be remiss if we didn't mention champion just because they they really have set the set the standard as far as what sports bras should be and um and the engineering and the research that go into their sports bras are um is pretty unparalleled so
0: mm-hmm. and um but and a plug ahead. for our next podcast when we're going to have their researcher on Um, LaJean Lawson. So that when I spoke of the the excellent research behind well-engineered sports bras, I was thinking of LaJean and the work she does. Yeah.
1: Um, Other things that are worth the splurge, I mean, socks, I think are important. I mean, $10 for a pair of socks feels like a lot. um, But the reality is, is the five, you know, anything that is um, either synthetic, like polyester or like wool socks, I really like running Mm -hmm. in wool socks. Um, It's just cotton socks, don't do you right trust me i've I just bought a six pack of them because i oh wanted just well just to wear you know around mm-hmm. um and um to and pocket puppets run... with uh-huh, yeah <laughs> and i um and i've uh i've you know I've worn them running a couple of times, <gasps> and they I just feel it, I know Sarah. <gasps> Oh, meow, I'm sorry,
0: this <laughs> relationship might be over now. My gosh, have I taught you? Let me guess, you wore a cotton t shirt at the same time. Oh, Yeah,
1: well, so then, yeah, so let me go in and then, and then, um, I mean, clothes. Sarah is definitely a snob, right? You are a snob about clothes, about running clothes.
0: <laughs> uh, let me try to think, let me put a positive spin on the word snob. Oh. You talk for a moment, I'll try to think of a positive word. Uh, okay. A connoisseur. Right. Well, my- How about a con- I'm a connoisseur of clothes.
1: Connoisseur. You like to match, you like to have the very cute, fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm much more. I have the same um, running shorts that I've had for n- a number of years. You know, that probably should have been thrown out along with my friend Katherine's a long time ago. Um, I will run in a cotton t-shirt plenty of times. I like doing that. So really, clothing isn't an issue unless it unless it chafes or you don't. It's uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Then obviously it's time to step up. But I mean, if you have a limited amount of money to spend, I would say shoes, bra, and socks are your priority, wouldn't mm. you?
0: Yes. I particularly say the socks, if you're going to be training for a half marathon or a marathon, I think if you are running, you know, uh, kind of 5K training distance pretty much all the time, you could get by on lower end socks. But I think if you're going to be training for a longer race, you really need to step up and, and make a really good investment. I mean, my favorite pair of socks are, you know, cost $25. So those are major investment, but they Oh my gosh, my feet at Boston were, uh, since we were, I mean, just pouring, I, you know, I just poured water over my head like like with abandon and uh, getting hosed down by people and running through the um, kind of um, misting tents. And so when I took off my shoes and socks back at the hotel room, my feet were so puckered looking because it was like I was my feet had been sloshing around inside my shoes and there was sure. not even a hot spot on my feet, let alone a Blister,
1: wow, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So,
0: um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think, I remember when, um, when I right when I was about to graduate college, my best friend's mother suggested in terms of furniture, she said, don't buy a bunch of junky, a lot of junky furniture, just invest in a few good pieces, and. You know, as much as I like diversity I find in my workout apparel, I do find that I turn to the same pieces over and over and over again. So I, I guess I would say, you know, get, go for the a few quality pieces that have the nice waistband and the good crotches that won't dig in and, you know, seams that won't chafe, that sort of thing, rather than having a bunch of junky stuff that you're sort of always, you know, unhappy with or mo- only moderately pleased
1: with. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree. That's good. That's good advice.
0: Yeah. Um. And I got to say, Dimity, we are going to have to wrap this bad boy up. Um, oh, no, we only got
1: but... through like five or six questions. <laughs> six if questions. You include Yana's and Jessica's together.
0: <laughs> and can we point out that Kathy and Kathy, one was a K, one was a C. So, yeah,
1: yeah. two different Kathy's there. <laughs> right.
0: But, but we still pr- knew how to pronounce both of them.
1: Exactly. We're smart like that. We got that much
0: down. We sure do. We sure do. So, and look at me, I worked in a couple references to the Boston Marathon. There you
1: go. So your work work here is (laughs) done.
0: Well, and on that note, um, this has been another episode of Another Mother Runner. We hope to see you on our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother, the book on our website, anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at SBS on the run and at Dimity on the run. And like I said, on iTunes, you can look for our playlists on ping for another mother runner. And um, And I think
1: that's all we can give them Sarah. That's enough. (laughs) I think so. Well, I was
0: trying to fill because I did end us a little tiny bit early. So but now I think I've filled the space. So we're good. So we will talk with you next time. Bye bye. All right. Bye.